you're already making me laugh. Welcome, y'all, to another episode of Just Jelly. I'm excited to be here with my next guest, Nick, and he is our bachelor for the day. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me on. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, like you said, my name's Nick Lemons. I am 45. I've got three kids. My girls are 15 and 10. She's soon to be 11, my middle one. My son is six. I have them every other weekend. So my ex actually moved back to Austin with the kids whenever we split. So I make that drive every other weekend. And even on when it's not my weekend, I still make that drive sometimes if they have events. Like tomorrow, my oldest is in her school play of Mary Poppins. So she's very proud of that, has worked a lot on it. Is that like a three-hour drive? It's three hours, yes. It can be more if you go at the wrong times. (laughs) Because you're like North Dallas, right? Right, yeah. So I'm in Denton, which is pretty a good deal north of, of Dallas. I thought so. So you have to hit all the traffic. So you have to time it just right. I do. Yes. I've learned that the hard way. So <laughs> are you going up tonight or will you go up in the morning? Early in the morning. So it's a matinee showing at Because your podcast so. host was late. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to blame it on you. You just took the blame. Okay. So how long have you been divorced? About three years. So it was April of 21 that uh, our divorce was finalized. Okay. And what dating apps do you use? Do you use dating apps or do you prefer to, let's see, what did someone say? Meet in the wild. <laughs> yeah, I I don't have the, the confidence, I think, to approach women in the wild all that often. <laughs> I have tried a few times and did get one date that way, but pretty much stick to the dating apps. I guess I've been on and off of those the entire time. I guess I've done Bumble a couple of times and... I've been on Hinge for, I guess, a week or so now. So that's what I've been using. Do you have a favorite? Like, do you have a preference? Or like, have you found one to be better than another, I guess, from a guy's standpoint? From a guy's standpoint, yeah, I do think Hinge is the best that I've used. Facebook is weird because it'll match you with people that aren't close to you, even though there are a lot of people on there. Bumble, the woman has to make the first move and oftentimes never does, so... Yeah, nothing ever comes my, up. Those. That was my least favorite was Bumble because I did not like having to make the first move. Right, but Hinge you actually make the first move, or the guys make the first move, which is the more natural way for it to be anyway. So that's why I started back on that a week or so. So, what do you think the biggest challenge is that you face? Because you live in a big city, so you should have plenty of variety, and you travel back to Austin, so you really have like two cities to choose from. So you have like right? <laughs> quite a big dating pool there. So what do you think your biggest struggle is with dating? I think it's myself more than anything. I guess the feedback that I have gotten is that the girl just doesn't really feel a spark or chemistry between us. So that's something that uh, I think is probably on my end, maybe not being assertive enough or confident enough. Okay. So now that you're aware of that, are you making any steps in improving it or changing it? Because you are a little bit introverted, right? Very much. Yes. (laughs) Because it takes like, there's plenty of tools in place to be like introverted, extroverted. Because, you know, some jobs require you to be extroverted, even if you're introverted. Right. 
Yeah, and that's something I do try and observe people who it comes naturally to. I think making eye contact is one of the things that I try and consciously work on. Body posture, keeping my shoulders back, standing tall, sitting tall. Those are the things that I'm trying to work on, if nothing else. If no good anecdotes or jokes come to mind, at the very least, I can at least exude confidence. They say fake it till you make it. That is true. That's actually one of those cliches that is is very true and is a good piece of advice. So still in the faking portion. Well, you know, it's something that you have to feed into yourself too. Like kind of like I got this. Like sometimes when I'm having like a bad day or maybe I've had some negative feedback from social media because I do get those about my age or my, even my looks like, oh God, you look so old or et cetera. Oh God, you're kidding. And it can be, it can be a ding to your confidence. Sometimes I'll turn on music that makes me feel like happy and excited or more confident, if that makes sense. No, that makes a lot of sense. So, okay. Well, what are your deal breakers? Do you have any? Not really. I mean, one of the things about apps, I mean, they're very much based on looks. So, Anybody that I don't feel a physical attraction to, I mean, that's just somebody that you don't match with. As far as deal breakers from people I've met in person, I alcohol abuse is something that really, really was a big turnoff for me. And I hadn't experienced until I got divorced and experienced it firsthand what it's like being with somebody like that. So that's about the biggest one that I have found since my divorce. Okay. And then do you think that because you're a Christian, does that hinder the process at all? I don't think it really does. It would be ideal to match with somebody who is a Christian that does go to church every single week. But I know I heard you join the church choir. (laughs) I did. I joined the church choir for a girl that I was excited about talking to originally. And we talked quite a bit over a couple of weeks and then sent me a text on my birthday, no less, saying that we should just be friends. And it's So do you feel like exactly you're being friend-zoned quite often? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Maybe it's because I think women kind of want that bad boy mentality just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I have that. I swear to God, but no what It's because we all want the things we can't have or we eat chocolate and we know we're not supposed to eat sweets, but we do it. So it's kind of like, even though we know that's not the right person for us, most women are drawn to the wrong, the wrong kind of guy. Unless we've done a lot of self, like we're very self-aware. If that makes sense. Because I heard a quote right. the other day that said, don't look for the firecracker, look for the fireplace. Mm, and you're the fireplace. I like that. So I feel like, The perfect match for you would be someone who's already gone through all those firecrackers and had all those like bad guys kind of on the other side of dating and they're looking for more of the fireplace. Well, maybe somebody likes that. That is out there. (laughs) I can only hope. Because the quote I heard the other day that I'm trying to live by and that really impacted and seemed profound to me is how do I be the guy that women want to be with? And rather than the guy that women wished they wanted to be with. That's a good one. How long did you wait after the divorce to start dating? I actually created a dating profile before the divorce was finalized because we were separated May of 2020. So I did see somebody 
I think it was January, February of 2021, before the divorce was finalized. It only lasted for a couple of weeks, but it hurt. And so that kept me off of the dating apps and everything else until pretty well after the divorce was finalized. Okay. I mean, a lot of people date during the separation period, so that's not uncommon. Mm-hmm. That's true. I don't think you're really looking for a replacement because it seems like your ex is involved. I right. think you're looking just for someone to come alongside and support and assist. Exactly. If that makes sense. Yeah. Right. So I think and that's yeah, where that's... like a lot of women lose the dynamic because when I met my stepchildren, they were young. They were, I went to my stepdaughter's first birthday. So I was more of that, not a fill in, but I was more of that mom helping on the summers and we lived out of state. So I would have them two or three weeks in the summer versus you live closer. So you have them for shorter periods of time, which I think would make it easier. Right. Right. Yeah. I have them for extended times over the summer and over the winter break. But yeah, I'm, that's one of the comebacks or one of the uh, how I'll reply whenever my kid's age does become a factor with some people. And I know that's a deal breaker, but at the same time, you know, you would have me to yourself yeah. 10 out of 14 days. That's and that ain't bad. So I will tell you when I met my partner or whatever, I actually said this was many moons ago. This was back when I was dating in Alabama before moving to Austin. This was like 18 years ago when match.com was the place to be. You had to pay <laughs> to be on there. Like it, that's how I met this person. I remember matching with him even then and saying, mm, I'm not going to date you. You have kids. And his response to me was, well, would you want a man to call you and say, I'm not going to date you because you have a daughter. And I was like in awe. I was like, mm. I would be offended if someone said, I'm not going to date you because of my daughter. So it is a difficult situation, I'm sure. So now I think more women are independent and they are kind of just kind of sticking to themselves. I don't know that a lot of women are dating with the intent to get married. Do you? I kind of get that feeling too, because that's something that, that I try and make clear is that it's part of a Christian mindset in that you're not looking for casual encounters. I'll put it that right. way. You don't use other people in that manner because the thing about relationships is that they are two-way streets. Treating other people that way means you're treating yourself that way or you're okay with people treating you that way. Yeah. And that's just not how you treat people as if they're disposable and just someone to just be used for a fun time for a couple weekends. I mean, if you see yourself as that way and I don't want to see myself as that way and I don't treat others that way. Right. Yeah. I mean, I definitely get that vibe that a lot of women prefer to just date with the intent of just dating for not for the fun of it, but they're, they're not dating to have joint checking accounts and get married and that white picket fence mentality anymore. It's more career driven. Like neither one of my daughters, they want, they do not care anything about getting married or having children to Mm -hmm. where that was kind of instilled that that was part of your value is if you could get a man to marry you and you have children, like it was just tradition. So it's very odd to me because I dated all through high school. I had boyfriends, of course, but now the younger generation, they don't date anymore. 
They all really? go to homecoming in a group. It's not your boyfriend comes with a and picks you up at the front door anymore. I'm like, what is happening? Like, where did dating go in high school? Like, those were some of my best memories. Going to the bonfires for homecoming, prom. Like, prom is not doesn't even look the same. If you pay attention this year throughout social media, most people go in a group. Even if they have a boyfriend, they're in a group. You know, I didn't go to my high school prom. Oh, wow. I wish I could say that. (laughs) I love getting dressed up. So if any of my friends didn't have dates, they were like, oh, you want to go? So between my freshman year to my senior year, I probably went to probably probably 15 proms. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Because I did. I enjoyed the getting dressed up, the sequins. And I'm, I'm from a small town, so... Everybody kind of knew my name, so I had a bunch of friends. If they didn't have dates, I'd go with them, or we'd go as friends. Or And then, you know, most schools don't allow 11th grade to go to the proms anymore. Did you know that? Oh, really? I did not know that. I figured it was juniors and seniors. Most of them are just seniors now. It's so yeah. odd to me. It's like, anyway, totally off topic. I don't even know how we got on to prom, but... Do you think that social media and like all these trends make it harder as well? Because it's like Molly Cyrus says, I can buy my own flowers. Like, do you think that mentality makes it more difficult for the men? I don't know if it does. I It wouldn't surprise me. I do not have, do a whole lot of social media or have social media presence. And I often wonder if maybe that's something that I could be more active in if I had just a couple hundred friends or even a thousand people. I, I think I showed you I have like 30 followers on Instagram. That's that's it. But maybe if you add a thousand or two thousand, maybe that would seem, okay, this guy's actually legit and not just a bot. I think that women can recognize confidence and self-worth. So a man who knows his value, because I feel like for me, dating really shifted and changed when I knew my own value. I didn't let people walk all over me. And I don't do it in my friendships or my relationships now either. Like I know what I bring to the table. I know that I'm very independent. I know that I'm smart. I know, mm-hmm. you know, that I'm a hard worker. I'm a multitasker. I know my value. And I think that makes a huge difference when dating because so many people don't know their worth. I mean, you cook, you clean, you do laundry. I mean, I don't even I do, do that. I have to. <laughs> You don't? Oh my gosh. What do you I make don't. you make your kids do it? No, none of us. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> I literally have socks on my subscription from Prime because I don't enjoy doing laundry. Well, one, I don't have a lot of time. So now I'm starting a podcast. That's been very time consuming. Then the kids and then Marley, she's volunteering at the nursing home. She's got after school clubs. She's over at the university, so she does college classes. I feel like I'm always on the go. That's just one of those things. I wash my sweatshirt and my workout clothes. That's about it. And hang them to dry. I don't even dry them because I don't want to have to. If they ever make it to the dryer, that's where they're going to go till I wear them. No, that's true. And they'll wrinkle. And Marley, she'll pull hers out of the dryer and throw hers in the laundry basket and just Wear them from the laundry basket. I don't even know why we have dressers in our house. (laughs) I have clothes laying everywhere. I go all out. I fold in everything. I mean, I would appreciate having a guy who likes to cook dinner and I don't know. 
cook, clean, and cut the yard, cut the grass. No, like Making a note. I'm, I'm going to mention that in my profile. Okay. Something else we talked about before we started the interview, because we kind of, I didn't want you to be nervous. And we kind of went over was dates. How do you plan for a first date? Because I think that's impactful. I think women really hold a lot of value in where the man suggests what they have planned, that kind of thing. So how do you plan for a first date or what is your thoughts when you do that? I try and go as big as possible. So if there's a sporting event, of course you do. You're in Texas, go big or go home, right? Yes. Yes. If there's a concert, something like that. Yeah. What if they don't like our concerts? Do you ask them that before? Right. Yeah. I'll usually throw out a few different ideas. I'll say, you know, we, we could keep it simple, have dinner and drinks. I'll make a reservation or we could do something crazy. We could go to a game. One of my first dates was to the, uh, the AMC awards. I had gotten tickets to that. Cause that was in Austin, right? That was in Dallas. It was in Frisco, the Cowboys oh, practice okay. field. Yeah. Dolly and Garth there. Oh, nice. Well, that's a pretty good first date. And then that didn't. You'd think, right? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So how did that play out? So you spent all this money, you went on this game and then you're still not together. So what was her feedback? The one for the AMC awards, we had planned to make a date the following week and she canceled at the last minute. We texted a couple of days after that and then just didn't text anymore. So she kind of ghosted you to some degree. That's how I have it on my file. Yes ghosted by her. Oh, I know. I forgot you have a whole spreadsheet of everyone you've dated since your divorce. That's true. I'm a list maker. And so that's part of the self-reflection process of where am I going wrong? Am I looking at the wrong women? Am I going on the wrong first dates? Where am I going wrong in this process? How do I give myself a better chance of success? And how many people's on that list? How many dates have you been on? There are 80 on that list. And three quarters of them are three years. That's quite a few dates for three years. Three quarters of them are one and done. Never saw them again. Since you do apps, do you think that men should step up their game when it comes to taking pictures? Like, have you changed any of your pictures or? I am not a good picture taker. Even, I mean, I've got the top the line iPhone, but even still. Most guys aren't good picture takers. Like when I was on the apps, if they were in the bathroom, swipe left. I didn't, I didn't even read the profile. Like <laughs> nobody wants to see you standing in the bathroom, like mm-hmm. at the gym, like flexing, like, no. Or if they were holding dead animals, like. <laughs> I don't have any of those. At least I haven't made that mistake. And that's really hard being in Texas. That's true. Maybe men should invest more in their pictures that they put on their profile. I actually did have a a session for getting like a professional headshot. This was kind of dual function. One, get some pictures for dating apps and also for LinkedIn. That did not go well. I'm disappointed at that purchase. I don't even use the pictures. Oh, well, you should have asked me. I could have given you all kinds of helpful hints. I know I should have. I mean, you have a social media person right here, so. No, I'm picking myself. I know you could have. You're not one of these that has like AI right in your profile, do you? No. Okay. A lot of guys (laughs) do that. They'll like go out to AI, write me a dating profile, and then (laughs) 
because I would read this. And a fun fact, if a girl goes out into AI and says, write me a dating profile for a man, and you've copied one of the first two without re-asking the question, she's going to know it because she's going to go through at least the first two or three to see if you just copied it. Hmm. (laughs) But now I've not outsourced that. I'm a decent writer, so I can at least come up with that part. And then I was giving you some good ideas the other night, too, about like... Very much. If she likes Christmas, like do Christmas in July. You have ice skating mm-hmm. rink. That's right. That is a good idea. I know. See, tailor or it. Or picnics and things like that. So the next time you have a date, call me first. I'll tell you exactly what to do step by step. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I will do that. Have them come over, put on like your little apron and then start cleaning and cooking and she'll just be in awe. She just won't even leave the house ever. <laughs> Would you date long distance? Yes. So if it was somebody in Austin or anybody between Austin, actually one of the women I was most excited about after first date. I mean, you have a huge was, dating pool. You're not like right. in like a small town. I know. I know. It's all the more pathetic. It's uh, <laughs> how this has worked out. <laughs> at least you're honest about it, though. Like, at least you're like trying to be self-aware. Like, I don't know. It's not pathetic. I just think maybe you're looking at the wrong women, the wrong, there's something amiss. So it's funny. Last night I was out with my friends. That's why I was late. You already know that. But Mm -hmm. this guy walked up to the table at the second place we had gone to. And my friend was kind of interested. She wasn't really sure. And I just heard him kind of just talking. Didn't even really know anything about him. Didn't know his name. Didn't nothing. Just briefly. When he walked away, I was like, I bet you that man drives a Mercedes. He doesn't know how to budget. Like, I kind of gave her this, like, profile. And she's like, well, now I'm curious. So we walked back over. I told her my my two cents. And then he tells her exactly what I had just said. And she was like, that's going to be our new game when we go out. I'm going to ask everybody, what do you drive? Because it really is important. So I say that to say, I have a list of questions you should ask on the first date. And they say this this is very important, not just to get to know the person, but also you get a deeper, because they're not thinking about it. Does that make sense? Like they're not processing the answer and giving you a fake answer. Right. Right. Okay. Making it more natural. Yeah. So you should ask a person, hey, like, are you a morning person or a night owl? Because if they're always in bed at nine o'clock and you're going to bed at midnight, then that's going to cause a conflict in scheduling. I think you should have more deal breakers, honestly. I feel like if you were a little bit more selective and had more deal breakers, you'd probably have more dates. Did you watch Hmm. Hitch? I told you the other night to go watch Hitch. I did not see it yet. Goodness, man. Okay, so I'm going to summarize the movie for (laughs) you. Basically, Hitch is like this dating guy guru. And he helps people get the girl, even if this woman's like a millionaire and her tax accountant is in love with her. And it's just not her normal model guru, douchebag. He's actually a good guy. And Hitch helps him get the girl because it's in how you approach the situation. You want what you think you can't have. So if you act, too available, they're going to be like, oh, well, no other girl's interested in him. So 
should I be interested in him? What's wrong with him? Like, why? You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But at the same time, I think I overthink things. I mean, that's one of my flaws is that I will overthink things to the point where I do nothing. <laughs> so. Well, maybe you should just take a few shots of tequila. It's liquid courage. Like, just take a few shots of tequila before you go out, and then you'll be like a whole new person. I should. I think you're right about that. Because I, I, I'm not a big drinker. I think like if you could get out of your mind, like I hate being in my mind. This is a scary place up in here. Like I don't want to be up there. Like I'm in a bubble dancing, doing my own thing. I try not to think about it. Like you said, you're overthinking it and it's causing you more harm than good. If that makes sense. Like you're wanting it to be so perfect that it's making it imperfect. Hmm. I was thinking more overthinking things of trying to, predict people's behavior or always foreseeing the, the worst case scenario. Cause I can be a pessimist. So that is the first area you should work on is being, a pe- you need to be more positive mm. and only speak positive. Like the gentleman that I interviewed also in this series of dating, he has a vision board. I was impressed. I'm like, Holy smokes. You have a whole, like, cause most guys don't do vision boards. I'm a big goal setter. Because I'm an entrepreneur, I have to make sure that I have my year somewhat in front. And I'm very visionary, so I want to be able to see it. But he had his deal breakers of, so I think that's important. Like, I think that might keep you from overthinking just a little bit. Like, you're never going to be able to predict what the other person is going to want or need. And then by trying to be that, it keeps you from being your true self. Gotcha. And you're really thinking over there. Now you're in your own head. Of course I am. Of course I am. (laughs) So where you're trying to predict what the other person wants is keeping you from being who you are, outgoing. I mean, you can be outgoing if you want to be. I can. As you're in silence, because now (laughs) I've gotten you like stomped and you're in your own head. Okay. So here's the questions you should be asking. Person or a night owl, what hobbies or activities do they like? Are they a holiday person? And if they are, what traditions do they enjoy doing around those holidays? And I really like this one. What is your guilty pleasure? And it's not sexually related in any fashion. It's like, do you splurge when you travel? Do you... Like chocolate and junk food. $500 restaurant type person. Like everybody spends their money in different places. So then that's going to see if you align. And it's going to help you plan your first date. Because you're going to know where they would really see the benefit. Mm-hmm. Right. And then ask them, are they a movie or a TV person? Apparently you're not a movie person since you've never seen Hitch. I feel like every guy, if I could give, okay, during this dating series, guys, go watch every rom-com that's ever been written and pick the top 20 most watched. Google 20 most watched rom-coms since like, I don't know, 2000. Yeah, You're going to get the wedding planner right there. That's your handbook to how to win a woman over is rom-com. Every woman wants that movie moment, if that yeah, makes sense. That's something I'm trying to recreate with uh, no success. And I'm of the opinion at this point that most women wouldn't know it if it hit them in the face. If it was right in front of their nose, they wouldn't know their Hallmark Channel moments. If it, if it was right on a silver platter, and I know guys can be... Guilty of that too. I know I can be oblivious and clueless and not pick up on (laughs) hints that are being dropped. 
Well, not that. And I don't necessarily, you have to put your own little sparkle on it. So when you went to this game, this concert, this mm-hmm. expensive first date, what else did you do? You just went there, sat, did the thing, left. That was it. Yes. I mean, that's so bland. Even though it cost so much money, there was no thought put behind it. You just bought tickets. But that takes thought and preparation in and of itself. I mean, I'm <laughs> and, like, I'm giving you a little bit of a hard we, time over here, Nick. I know. I know. I know. I was dressed for the red carpet. We were both dressed for the red carpet. So that takes preparation. Okay, that takes so thought. you were both dressed for the red carpet. Did you maybe, which I already know you've, you've spent probably a ton of money on these tickets, but maybe you could have went through Turo and rented maybe a nicer car Mm. and went for like a late night stargazing. But I have a brand new truck. I mean, shouldn't that be good enough? That's even better. So when you left, you should have had everything you needed and you could have had like a party in the, what are they in the tailgate? You could have had a tailgate party. No, that's a good idea. You could have had like all your blankets set up. There's plenty of places to go in Dallas, Austin, and in between Mm -hmm. where you can just watch the moon, the stars. You could talk. You could have played music because I'm sure you've got the little window that opens up on the back of your truck. That's true. You could have had your pillows. You could have had, you could just had a Mm -hmm. tailgate, a whole tailgate party. It would have been free. You already own it. (laughs) (laughs) That's romantic. It is. I can't go back in time. I mean, guys don't think about that. So when I say rom-com moment, I don't mean like, oh, he spent $5,000 taking me here or doing that. Their rom-com moment usually is going to be something small and simple that you just kind of, most men won't think about. Mm -hmm. Like a tailgate party. Like a tailgate. Mm -hmm. I mean, and then you could have known what her favorite song was. You could have had it playing. And you could have even danced next to the truck. How romantic is that? Like, <laughs> hmm. it I just been. fixed the whole and day would, for you in yeah. like 10 minutes. Yes. And she wouldn't have canceled on the next time. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. Because she'd have been like, he danced with me under the moon. That's the romantic part. I missed you need the to watch Serendipity part. too. Have you ever seen that movie Serendipity? Yes, Kate Beckinsale, John Cusack. I mean, that's one of my favorite movies. He hunted for that book with her phone number in it for how many years? I don't even know. Yeah. Like, it's just crazy. It's those kind of like, I don't know how to describe it, but you know what I'm talking about. Those kind of moments that every woman's looking for. So your struggle is really getting to the second date, right? Yes. Probably because you're so nervous on the first date. I don't feel nerves, but I'm sure just the fact that I'm introverted and not as outgoing comes through. So <laughs> that is one thing that I've tried to be more conscious of as well, other than, you know, making eye contact, things like that. Have a couple drinks to relax myself, be more outgoing, and rather than being hesitant to say certain things. So you and I have a mutual friend. You know her, right? I do. Yeah. Okay. So she kind of had the same thing. Like, she's like, oh my God, Jennifer, you're the most confident person I know. And I was the least confident person. I'm, I mean, I'm confident now in who I am and me, myself. But then I wasn't like, I didn't know who I was. I'd always been a mom or a wife or a daughter or a friend. I never was just Jen, hence the just jelly. But I really had to 
learn who I was. And I had social anxiety. So like I told her one of the things that I used to do because I was kind of introverted, believe it or not, at one point in my life, I was introverted, is I already kind of had a script in my mind. Because all you're doing is really trying to sell who you are. You are the product. I've got a marketing degree. So I think of everything from a marketing standpoint. So when somebody asked me, like, where are you from? I had a whole spiel. I think I probably even gave you that spiel of, I grew up in Talladega. My grandfather was the mayor. He was the track doctor. I grew up in Rosemary Beach. Like, I already had the answers memorized. Mm -hmm. So maybe do something like that. Like... Have like those questions that you already know you're going to ask. So there's not that dead, awkward silence on a date. And then, yeah. And then just kind of already have like, I think it would calm you. Like I have a calming word. So when I start this podcast, it's not in my norm. I like to say welcome y'all because when I say y'all, it's my calming word. to Kind of let me know I'm safe. Like I'm back home. I'm in the South. I'm all good. Carry on. And it kind of opens up the conversation. So maybe have like those questions already kind of memorized, predetermined and kind of already know in your mind, okay, not this specific, but if the date's going well at about the hour mark, I'm going to maybe put my hand on her leg or maybe I'll put my arm around her or I'll make sure I open her door for her and then I'll catch her hand as she steps out of my truck. (laughs) (laughs) Just to initiate some kind of touch, like... Yes. Because most women are physical touch. That I do try to do. Just hand on the shoulder or on the knee and always open the door. Yeah. See, I think you're going to have a date. We're going to do a check-in in in a couple weeks. You'll have a date completely. I hope so. I'm going to (laughs) come to your wedding. You're going to get married. (laughs) I'm, I'm putting it into the universe. You're going to get oh, married. Please, well, I'm not going to say this year, but you're going to get married again. I'm, I'm putting it out there. I'm speaking it into existence. We're going to find you a woman. Okay, Good. let's play a dating game. Okay. Okay. Myth or truth? Do guys have prime time dating? Is Friday, Saturday night the best time for a guy to ask you out? If it's not in that time frame, then you're not primary. You're not like his go-to girl. I don't have a rule like that. So you don't really follow any of the dating rules? No, not in that regard. If they're free during the week, uh, it'll give them less time to cancel on me. So <laughs> I figure the earlier, the better. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, if we've got a good goodness. conversation going Tuesday, let's, let's go out on Wednesday. Okay. So you think that's false? I do. And then myth or truth, never discuss your ex, which is hard when you've been married and divorced and have kids, right? It is. Yeah. Because I will try and get over those basics in the conversation beforehand over text if you're on a dating app. But yeah, I would say that is true. You don't want to give off the vibe that you are still emotionally unavailable. You're still attached to an ex-girlfriend, ex-wife for a girl, an ex-boyfriend, something like that, that you're ready to move on, that you're ready to be happy and you're ready to fall for someone. How about... They have to be on time. That's a deal breaker. It's a deal breaker for a guy. I, I'd i say less than half an hour. Other, any more than that, it's kind of, you feel like you got stood up. Okay. So I would say that's that's true to be and on time. And I already time. know you think this is a myth, even though it might be true, but 
guys typically like to keep the first date short? Because it sounds like you go all out for your first dates. Hopefully there's a perception that time kind of stands still and you kind of lose track of it and you don't think about your phone. You don't think about the time. You just enjoy the time that you're with that person as if they're, as if you already are a couple. Okay. And who should pay for the date? Is it a myth or a truth? The guy should always pay for a date. It is 100% truth. (laughs) I firmly believe in, in gender roles. So that is one that a man is supposed to be a provider do you get offended if a girl offers to pay for a date? Wouldn't get offended. I just simply would, as politely as possible, say, no, I've got this. Okay. Myth or truth that the guys do not like when a woman calls immediately after a, the first date? Myth. I prefer to hear from her, hopefully, that same night. You hope to think that you're still on their mind after they get home. Maybe they are a little excited to see you again, but if you don't hear from them that same day or by the next day, that's not a good sign in my book. (laughs) You should be on their mind at least enough for them to spend five to 10 seconds sending a text saying, thank you. That's a good point. That is a good point. Okay. Because I probably wouldn't have texted or called because just my dad brought me up that you don't call boys. You don't chase the guy, the guys to pursue the women. So I would have failed in that test completely. And it wouldn't be that you weren't on, it wouldn't be that the person wasn't on my mind. It would just simply be. Right. It's not Southern etiquette. Right. (laughs) If I was excited about seeing him again, I would still reach out that same night just to say, Hey, I made it home. Okay. Thanks again for. I did like it. Like, especially living in Austin because I lived in the suburbs Mm-hmm. If I was going downtown on a date, I did like if a guy would follow up and say, hey, did you make it home safely? I did yeah. think that was good. Okay, the guy should make the first move as far as a kiss or holding hands. I'd say that's true. That's true. I mean, a girl can obviously make eye contact or signal in other ways. But yeah, I think that's something a guy should be able to perceive and, and go for. And that you should put your phone away on the date. That is true. Yes. That's hard for me. That's hard for me. I know. (laughs) (laughs) That one's hard for me. Like, especially if the food would come, like if we were going to a game, you might as well, I would have been out on the Uh first date. Like if we were dressed to the nines, we're taking pictures, I'm going to be advertising it on my social. (laughs) That was my biggest challenge was I'm on social media. Uh And a lot of times I wanted pictures and do things for my social media. Now I would keep a balance and it wouldn't be on a first date unless like it was a nice first date. Now I'm not going to lie. I probably have my phone out, but I wouldn't just be on my phone constantly. Right. I mean, I totally understand if she has to pull out her phone to text the babysitter or anything like that. I mean, it's nothing that I take offense to, but as far as for me, I'm going to keep my phone in my pocket. On silent. Listen, I had a group of girls that would not be my friend in Austin because I had my phone out at a dinner. Hmm. And they thought that was um, just awful of you. And it was my birthday dinner on top of that. So it was my <laughs> birthday. I should have been able to do whatever I wanted to do. But exactly. Anyway, the problem was is so because I'm in social media and I do social media marketing, if I have posted something or I've done something for a company, usually I have to follow up with the comments and like a lot of people don't know the backside of social media unless you do social media. And then just so happened this night on my birthday, my Facebook got hacked 
And so everybody was getting those messages. Have you ever seen that where it's like all the, and I have like Mm -hmm. my grandparents on there. So I'm like, I don't want my grandparents or someone who's not paying attention that trusts me to click on this link and then them get hacked. And then Mm. I was very nice about it. I was like, unfortunately, I've just been hacked. Like I'm going to have to walk outside. I'm just going to try to make sure that I let all my family members know. And then like my family members can let other family members know, but not to click on the link. And I was like posting it to my story. Do not click on any leaks. I mean, um, any links I've been hacked or like just trying to let people know. Mm -hmm. And I thought because I let them know that it was a serious situation that it'd be okay. But I was highly criticized because I had my phone out at this dinner trying to make sure it was all okay. So I'm on the fence about that one. I think you shouldn't be like taking pictures of the food, like while you're talking or anything. But I think there are situations where you could have your phone out. Like you said, here's the final question. Second to final. Do men judge women based on how soon they're intimate? I don't think so. One of the few people I can talk to about relationship stuff is with my dad. One of the things that he pointed out that I have found to be true in my own experience is that the three-day rule, if it doesn't happen by the third date, it's never going to happen because you're either too timid or you're not comfortable enough around each other to even talk about it. I mean, if by the third date, you can at least talk about sex and and get an idea of when it's going to happen and what expectations are, that might be it make it an exception. We would have not, we wouldn't have, I had like a 21 day rule. (laughs) But if you at least let me know that, but, (laughs) but if after three dates you can't even make sexual jokes or innuendos. Well, that's true. No, that's true. I agree with that one. I mean, I think for me, the reason why I always told like my friends or our mutual friend don't have sex within the first few dates is because it, changes the dynamic of the relationship. Someone's going to get attached more so probably. Sometimes the guy would get more attached than the girl probably because you're going to have that emotional connection, but it's going to intensify that. Mm -hmm. Or the girl's going to get attached. And then it just brings in this whole other part of this seriousness that maybe you're not quite ready for at a third date. That is true. But if that's communicated at least. (laughs) and Communication would be... You need a good communicator. Yeah. And become a better one myself. (laughs) Okay. So there's a book out there and it's called Attached. Since we're talking about this, do you know your attachment style? Probably anxious. (laughs) Anxious or healthy, somewhere in between those. Okay. So there's anxious, which you're so preoccupied with the relationship or the person that you're trying to make sure you're like worthy or that they love you or care about you. I'm not anxious. I'm avoidant. 100%. (laughs) Avoidant is at any sign of the loss of independence. You run. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I even do that in my friendships and then they're secure, which it means you're just comfortable with intimacy and you're warm. I mean, that's probably the healthiest one, but I don't know that I will ever be healthy in my relationships. I've had some traumatic experiences. Okay. So being married and divorced, if you remarried, would you have a joint checking account? Yes. Okay. That surprises me. Both guys said that. Yeah. 
because the idea of marriage is that it is supposed to be permanent. You don't go in with the assumption that, oh, we're going to end up breaking up at some point. No, the idea is that, okay, I've got you. You can't go anywhere. You've got me. I can't go anywhere. Whatever life throws at us, we're, <laughs> we're going to have to figure it out. There's that avoidant going to come out right there. That's why I would say, no, I don't want joint <laughs> checking. <laughs> I don't want to lose that independence. I want, well, one, I want to make sure the man is putting in that checking account too. And second, what's his is mine and what's mine is mine. So I don't want to give it up. That's awful, isn't it? I'm just, I don't know. I've been yeah. burned so many times. I have trust issues. Okay. So you are apparently still working on yourself. You're trying yes. to find that confidence. You're trying to find that healthy communication between a new relationship and getting to know someone. What is one of your takeaways? Maybe it's through this interview or something you've learned through the dating apps. What's something, what's a tip or something that you would have told yourself when you were younger, or if you were going back and starting all back over at date number one, not date 80. (laughs) Uh, Being honest from the outset. So that's um, one that hurt me really bad. So that would be the big takeaway I would have given advice I would have given myself a few years ago. And I think what you said about having a romantic moment in the works or planned, even if it maybe doesn't land quite as much as you had hoped or being the Hallmark movie moment. Yeah. I mean, can at least make the effort try. All right. Well, I'm glad we had you on today. Thank you for having me. It's so it's so different to hear the struggles that the ladies are having. So I hope you will listen to their episodes mm-hmm. compared to the struggles the men are having. Like, I think, honestly, if we were all better communicators and being able to break that mold or that, yeah, being able to break the norm and just talk about our wants, our desires, our goals, even early on in relationships, I think that that would be, that would help dating in general. Right. I think you're right. I mean, I just think so many people tiptoe around one another and they don't communicate. It makes it difficult Mm -hmm. to where I've got the gift of gab and I want to talk too much. (laughs) I love that about you. I'm like, and since I've started doing my podcast, I noticed this last night when we were out. When somebody walks up, I'm automatically like in question mode. I'm just asking one question after another and I'm thinking... I bet they think I'm interviewing them, (laughs) (laughs) but it's just from being in this, like I've been interviewing now for three or four weeks just for this series in February of dating, because I'm doing each individual instead of having like four or five guys on at once, which would have made it a lot easier. I want to break down and dive deeper into the jelly of it all. So I'm doing them individually, but that's more work on my part. So I just feel like, Mm -hmm. And I'm getting text messages of, hey, I want to tell my story or I want to talk about my struggles. So it's so time consuming. And so as soon as somebody walks up, I'm like in question mode. I'm like, they probably think I'm interrogating them or something. (laughs) I need a vacation. I'm going, I'm hopeful I'm going to Miami for my birthday. I'm super excited about that one. But especially after last night, Miami better look out when Dustin gets there. Let me tell you. (laughs) All right. Well, you enjoy the rest of your day. I look forward to having more conversations in the future with you. We're going to do some check-ins in a couple months and see how it's going. Okay. 
Cool. All right. Thanks for being here today. Thanks, Jen. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Just Jelly Podcast. Follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Just Jelly Podcast or check out our website at JustJellyPodcast.com. DM us any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, or if you'd like to make a guest appearance on the show. Don't forget to rate and review us. And remember, greatness has no boundaries, and the power to create change lies within each of us. Thanks again for listening to Just Jelly Podcast. <laughs>